Let's go. Welcome to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans on Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans on Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today, man, I'm super excited to have, man, just a really good marketer, award-winning marketing strategist uh, named Troy Sandage, man. And he's got a lot of things, man. You've spent 12 years building uh, some crazy systems. Uh, you know, it looks like you've worked with some man, Fortune 500 companies, some startups, SMBs, all kinds of different things there. So so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I'm excited to dive, to dive in and, uh, you know, kind of learn a little bit more about you, man. No, thanks for having me on the show. A uh, little thing about me. I'm a former electrical engineer turned digital marketer, mad crazy. So I'm left and right brain. I'm that unicorn that can talk data and be creative at the same time. So it's always cool. Uh, traveled the world, did a lot of marketing, a lot of different places, got married. So I had to go down in one spot, stop traveling too so much. Uh, three-time agency builder, two-time CMO, done a bit of everything. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe I had like this Thing when I was born, I'm like, I'm going to do a million things before I turn 30. Uh, so I had to like finish it off strong. I released my first book <laughs> out on my birthday just to be an overachiever. Nice. And uh, now just helping businesses grow their business. Love it, man. Love it. That's that's awesome. That sounds like a, a laundry list of things that you've accomplished over your life. You know, interesting for me because I am definitely not both brained, right? I, I uh, very much a typical entrepreneur type of mind, very, very disorganized, a little disorganized and a little scatterbrained and all that kind of stuff. But I do find that... Um, you know, most most loan officers that are going to kind of be listening to this are going to fall into that same structure. But there is, you know, those, those same unicorns that can do everything right. They're really good with numbers that are really good at structuring things. Uh, so it'll be interesting to kind of have this conversation today and, and learn a little bit about, you know, you and, and, and what you think, uh, you know, what you think is kind of the, the next the next thing or kind of the cutting edge uh, in digital marketing, man. So uh, before we get there, let's talk a little bit about your journey, man, because obviously, you know, you talked a little bit about that, but but I know it's not always been easy and I'm sure, you know, you've had some ups and downs along the way. So I always like to talk about that because I think for, for, for listeners, it's just good to hear people that are, are successful um, that have gone through those same struggles, right? Like I know when I was first getting started having these conversations and listening to the people that, you know, saw massive success also have all the same struggles that I did. It just kind of gave me this reassurance that I was on the right path. So, so talk, talk a little bit about your, your kind of your journey to where you are today, man. Sure. You know, everyone will say, you know, perseverance, resilience, grit, all those things, which is all necessary. But I think, you know, to really be successful is understanding that, you're always going to be moving in a forward direction, chasing something. I always found no matter, I always thought yeah, things would get better when I get a bigger title. Things will get better when I get that first comma or that second comma. You know, things yeah. will get better when we go out of one apartment to two bedroom apartment or a home or a bigger home. You know, you get that first car, you get that second car, all the different things. You put these milestones and realize that the finish line is always moving. You're never going to hit it, but enjoy the journey and embrace the progress and the process. And so one thing I always look at when myself, when I listen to podcasts, everything's unique, the variety of things is find those anchors. I think finding your anchors of what makes you happy, you know, what inspires you, what fuels you is going to make it a lot more easy to be sustainable in your approach to your business. And then the second thing is make sure that your business, what you're pursuing, is in alignment with your life? What good is it if you get two commas? What good is it if you get, you know, a hundred million dollars, you do all these different things, but you're not happy. 
Like you got everything everybody wants, but you yourself, you're not happy. Right. So I had to really like have a, a realization of myself that, yes, I may be, you know, now 30 years in, but I always like to say I'm an old person with a young person's body. I, I'm an, I'm a really old soul. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just understanding that once I found my passion and my purpose and I aligned it with enjoyment along the way, it kept me going versus my first half of my career. I was a workhorse. I was one of the best workhorses you had ever seen working, you know, 90 hours a week, weekends. What are weekends? I'm working right. 12, 14, 16 hours on weekends. Cause I'm just chasing the grime, chasing the whole hustle culture and all that stuff. And it can get quite frankly exhausting, but when you really put down the paper, what do you want to have? You can have both. It's not an either or decision. You can have both. It may take longer, but I'd rather it be a little bit longer and I'm happy along the way versus I get what I want and I'm not satisfied. Man, whew, dropping a bomb right off the gate, man. That, that's uh, that's everything because it is funny. It feels like um, it feels like this topic's come up. I just had a, a, a the last the podcast that's going to be right before yours. It's being released right before yours. We just had a similar conversation towards the end of that podcast. We were talking about that, right? Like so many times, especially for for this industry, right? I mean, I think for marketers, it's fairly similar to loan officers as well, right? It's the the hustle culture is glorified. The you know, I work twenty four seven, you know all the time, you know, what's a weekend, things like that. Right. And so I think it's important because, you know, and something I found myself in, it's a journey that I've been going through the last, you know, I'd say probably last eight months or so has been just kind of like, I forgot to have fun. I was actually just about to put a post up on Facebook about it. It's just like, Hey man, like I forgot to have fun. I forgot what was, what this all was about. Right. Like, yeah, I'm doing this for my family, all this kind of stuff. But like, what I found was that I wasn't happy. I was burnt out. I was depressed. I did like, I hated my business because it was like everything that I didn't want out of life. And it was just like, man, like, yes, it gave me the freedom and allowed me to travel and allowed me to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. So I kind of like justified the unhappiness by like, okay, well, I get to do all these things, but it's like, well, no, because I was chasing something that wasn't necessarily what I wanted and it wasn't in alignment. It wasn't congruent with what I was trying to, to really achieve. Right. And I think so many times we get caught up in this journey of, of building a business that everybody else tells us we're supposed to build, right? And again, I think this falls really strongly for us as marketers, right? Like, you know, obviously the the click funnels to comma club, you know, sort of like, you know, go after the million dollar revenue, whatever, like that's, that's the pinnacle of success. And then the same thing on the, on the originator side, right? It's like, okay, well, you want to hit these, you know, a hundred million dollar years and things like that. And it's like, okay, cool. Like if that's really what you want to do, great. But like, you have to realize there's going to be sacrifices that have to be made along the way in order to achieve those things. And are you willing to make those sacrifices or, you know, like at the end of the day, like who cares about a hundred million dollars in production if you lost your family because of it, you know what I mean? And that was exactly, I found myself in a very similar place, not similar, but like in January of 2020, my wife was like, even been here for the last two years. Like, and it hit me, it was a gut punch. You've been here for the last two years. Like, oh, that hurts, man. And and I love that you brought that up as like the very first topic. It's very dear, near and dear to my heart, man. I, I love that. And, you know, I always like to say, you know, it really starts with your mind. And people, as a strategist, I always hear that, uh, man, strategy, I don't need it. People just want to do, they just want to execute. And Tactics. I always like to say it like this, you have three options. You can get your finger wet and put it to the wind and see what direction you want to go in. You can actually get, you know, people don't remember this map quest. You print it out and you try to go to the destination based off what they gave you, or you can put your coordinates in the GPS. Most people are going to pick the GPS. It's constantly changing and evolving. But yet people in business, they are so eager to do without a plan. So you're literally driving. You have no idea where you're going. 
you may be lucky and know you're in the right direction, but you have no idea how to get to where you want to go. And people just think, I got to do, I got to do. What good is you doing if you don't know you're making the right moves and the right steps? What good is that? What good is you listening to this podcast right now if you literally don't know where you're going? And you're just right. kind of like, I just want the world to just give it to me. Strategy, it literally is your GPS to help you figure out, you know, where you're trying to be, where you're trying to go. And I always tell people, you know, I'm for those who don't know anything about me, you'll learn this very quickly. I'm very energetic and I use a lot of acronyms and mnemonics to help people understand very complex marketing things from like a preschoolers level. So the first sure. thing I was like to talk about is called Clover, clarity, leverage, optimization, vision, value, execution, and results. And you got to be clear about your goals. You got to be clear about what it is. If you want to make two commas, there's nothing wrong with that. We'll be clear on how you're going to make those two commas. Do you want to just be lonely <laughs> and just miserable the whole time? Right. Or do you want to do it while having fun? Do it while like having that swagger, having engagement, have all these different things. And then you got to leverage your time. You got to leverage your community. And I think sometimes we as entrepreneurs think it counts if we don't do it all by ourselves, right? Like right, internally, right, right. nobody cares. Nobody cares who's on the other end. They just want to make sure that whatever you do, whatever you deliver is on time. It makes sense. It's what you wanted. So leverage your community. Ask for help. This ain't no, I like to say this too. There's enough room for all of us in the sky to fly. So why yep. are you being miserable and ask your fellow loan officers, ask your community members, ask and collaborate with other people, help me get to where I want to go. You don't, you realize that it's kind of a mission. People want to be a part of something. And when you say, hey, my goal is to make an impact and I want to get to this number and I need your help to help me get to that number. You're going to get more people galvanizing behind you that you don't even realize to help right. you get there. But we don't do that because we don't ask because we're entrepreneurs and we just got, I'm bad all by myself and, right. you know, some weird complex. And that's not the case. And the last three, and I'll be out, um, never stop optimizing. You know, what worked today may not work tomorrow. Pandemic, like, should have told all of us the truth. Like, your connections, your in-person events, those conferences, all things that maybe you used to do that work may not even work no more. Our audience is much smarter now. They got smartphones. They are desensitized to advertisements. Right, you know, we got to right. be, you know, clear about these things. Vision and value. You know, everyone's talking about giving value, giving value, but are you getting enough value back? That's how you right. avoid burnout. That's how you avoid not like being at your best because you're not getting enough value back from your clients, from your community, from your audience, from maybe your family, you know, from your di different people in your life. And then make sure you have that vision. It's one thing to have the clarity about your goals, but like the difference between clarity, being clear and having the vision, I can write my goals down the vision. I got to manifest it. Do you ever take time, you know, do me a favor. I've listened to this episode, manifest in your mind what success looks like for you for a few minutes. Really picture that. And then execute on it. What good is you listen right. to this episode, you get your energy, Luke's giving you the gems every time he shows up and you just, uh, I'm, I'm taking my notes, True, I'm taking my notes, but you don't execute. And last, to get right. the results. If it don't make you results, well, no. If it don't give you results, it doesn't matter. So that's Clover. Man, I love that. And, and I think one thing that you talk about is it just kind of brings me back. I don't know if you've heard the Derek Sivers quote, but it's like, if more information was the answer, then we'd all be billionaires with, with six packs, right? Something like that. It's just basically like more information is not what we need necessarily all the information that we ever really need is, is kind of at the, at the tip of our fingers at this point, right? Like this, you know, YouTube and social media, there's like so many avenues that you can find your information, but it, it comes down to having the information and then executing on that. Right. And having a goal and a plan and, and a way to get there. Right. And I think that's what so many people forget about. Right. And I think there's from a, from a personal level and just kind of like a mindset level, like that's huge, but also just from like a, 
Uh, and where do you want to get to from a business perspective? Yeah. On one side, obviously we talk about personal, like, you know, spending time with the family and not losing the things that you're trying to build, but also just like having a roadmap gives you clarity, which gives you less anxiety. And I'll, and I'll, I'll say for, for someone that's not very much uh, a planning type of person, the type of per- like, it's hard for me to do those things, right? It's hard for me to like spend the time to do those because I feel like I'm just like a doer. I just want to go do things. I want to go build. I want to go. And it's like, when I have to get, like, I have to slow down and plan because what that does is, is not only gives me clarity, but it gives my team clarity, which means we all know where we're going and we're all going in the same direction. So many times it's like, everybody's going in different directions. So like, obviously we're just going to go spin, 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 because, you know, one person's rowing, you know, this way, the other person's rowing the other way. And like, you know, we're all rowing in different directions. Of course, you're not going to, uh, you know, see the success you want to. And I think, you know, again, loan officers uh, f- fall into the same thing, right? They get stuck in like the day-to-day grind. Uh, they, they don't build out the systems. They don't build out the structures in, in that, that allows them to scale and to leverage their time as well, right? And so I, I would like to kind of dig a little bit into uh, uh, that, a little bit about how you kind of see marketing in, in a kind of a holistic view. Or like, where do you where do you see that going here in the near, near future, right? And to kind of just before we get into that, sorry, just you touched on uh, obviously, you know, meeting in person. That was one thing that was huge for loan officers, right? Meeting with real estate agents is one of the biggest things that that they used. And so if you didn't embrace Zoom over the last two years, like you've probably lost out on a couple of years of building relationships. So talk a little bit about that, man, in the in the terms of where we are today in 2022. Sure. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was one of those guys, people were blowing up once the pandemic hit, they're like, I should have been in digital. I should have put more time investing my brain authority, all the things, digital communications and community, all the things. And, you know, marketing now has transitioned a lot. Um, we can't just put ads out there, uh, pay to play and just hope for the best and just say the number is going to look good and stay the same forever. Our audience is too smart for that. And right. they're too desensitized to it as well. But the yep. thing to think about now is it's really community first. That's how, you know, Web3, NFT, crypto, all these things that we're seeing now has gone the distance and are really changing the game because we're in a a creator first economy and we're all about community now. So community is the currency that you need to go after. Community is what's going to keep you in business. If a nonprofit survived this entire time off of donations, now money is what's tight, different things going on, but people realize I want to make sure this this nonprofit stays in business. That community kept that person going. What right. do you think they will do for you that you're providing a higher level of value um, to your audience? And so really marketing right now was really about building that community clout. And now there's different ways you can do it. And it's not just, I gotta be clear, it's not the finessing or the obsession over how many people are following you. Right, right. It's really about the totality of your social universe, I like to call it, um, which is really your whole entire digital footprint, your email, uh, newsletter group, um, who you connect with on LinkedIn, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook. Anybody and everybody could be a potential person that could lead you to your next sale or series of sales. But you have to know how to look at it. So really quick, again, to recap, focus on the community aspect. But to your point, um, Luke, when you were saying earlier about people who maybe not left and right brand, and I'm not typically a planner either. It really takes me some discipline to plan things. I'm a big visualist, but I hate planning. Right. I know, I know. Right, right, right. Psychologists, yeah, yeah. same as, thing. As strategies. It's so yeah, weird. Same it's so thing. weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love so the vision. Me, I love. I love to brainstorm <laughs> that kind of stuff. But like, what actually sitting down, putting pen to paper, and like saying, "All right, when are we going to do this? At what point in time? And what's that looking like? And what's the, you know, what are the specifics?" That's when I start to like you know, fall asleep. Right. So, Oh, I guess people can't see me falling asleep in my chair here because it's it's a podcast, but Hey, no, you know, with marketing now, I always find your strength, you know, 
blogging isn't dead. A lot of things aren't dead. You just got to find your strength right now. And I find if you, whatever that passion is, if you're a talker and let's say you just hate Zoom, you're Zoomed out. You Zoom for your your team and you're like, I I swear, Troy, I cannot do another Zoom meeting with enthusiasm to get new clients on my pipeline. All right, that's fine. This is a thing called social audio. We got Twitter spaces. We got Clubhouse. We got Green Room. LinkedIn audio is kind of a thing. It's in beta right now. But there's no excuse. I live in a world where there's no excuses. We just find a solution that works for you. Right. And the right. better that solution ties into your psyche, the way that you already do your life, the better it is. Now, I always like to tell people this. I said, well, true, I hate you know, the resistance of automation, right? I'm like, what would it be to you if you spent the next 30 days automating just an outbound marketing sequence to warm leads that maybe you have that you just haven't touch base with. And it may be take you 30 days, but that is going to generate, you know, 15% an increase in hot lead calls and maybe potential sales over the course of the year. And all I'm asking you to do is spend 30 days just fine-tuning the language and making it work. Maybe you have the capital, mm-hmm. you can pay someone else to do it and keep it moving. Well, yeah, I guess I can do that. You know, it's just, it's just reframing, you know, instead of seeing it like, oh, something I have to do, it's something I get to do because I'm a lot of my, I'm clear about what my goals are. I'm manifesting the vision and I'm not taking an excuse. I'm making that action happen. So if we apply right. it to marketing, maybe you don't know the bees needs of TikTok. You know, I'm not saying if you're not on TikTok, you're not going to make money. That's, there's enough money to go around other platforms here. So right. I'm going to develop right. that month right now. But I am saying you don't want to be the person that is too late to the game and you miss out on all, here's a metaphor, on all the, the free, you know, real estate land out there for you to get to grab. We don't want you to miss out on that digital land because you're too afraid to let go of a platform or a sequence or a marketing tactic that doesn't work anymore for you. If it hasn't worked in the last 30 to 60, 90 days, why are you holding on to it for? Stop being a hoarder of your digital marketing assets that didn't work for you and release it and embrace new things. Allow yourself time to really go forth, build that community so you can get the money that you need to make. Man, I I love that. And I think it's uh, it's important because I think, I mean, just again, uh, I just mentioned this on the last podcast, but but Gary Vee, right? Uh, one of the things that he talks about is like being on all these platforms and it's like, great, right? Like, but like not everybody has a massive content producing team, things like that, right? So so I, I, what are your thoughts there? I mean, my thought is we you go all in on one platform, you learn it really well. But like you said, also there's platforms that change, right? I mean, I, I grew a lot of my business off of Facebook organic. And then I actually did a lot with LinkedIn, sort of like the, the automated outreach early on in 2017, 2018, where I was like in 2020, 2021, 22, it's like pretty, pretty saturated on LinkedIn with a lot of those strategies. And even Facebook organic has, has, you know, even over the last couple of weeks, even like not even the last couple of months, but the last couple of weeks is like drastically dropped and they're pushing reels and things like that. And so, so talk a little bit about that, man. I know I, I kind of went down a couple of different rabbit holes, but um, you know, w- what's kind of that look like? I, I always like to think of it like this based off your current flow of content, which distribution is making you the most eyeballs, and which distribution give you the most mentions and conversations? That's where your lane is. You know, then maybe that's a new lane if you have tried and tried and tried and you haven't broken through. I I would let it go and try a new one because you got to know yeah. when to. Now you know some people I will never quit. You know, it's not about being quit. It's knowing when to pivot and shift and identify this is no longer serving me. This is no longer working for me. And either I'm going to learn it myself or I'm going to pay for someone else to do it. We got to right. figure out you know what makes it work. The other thing I, I talk about when it comes to distribution is like, let's say you're a writer and everyone's like video, video, video. 
That doesn't mean you can't create video. Do write what you need to write down and then read it. <laughs> read it, audiograms account as a video, upload it on YouTube as a playlist to funnel people through, upload it to different things, upload it and convert it on Canva to a TikTok, to an Instagram reel and see what happens. In my world as a strategist, there is no excuse. There's only right. finding solutions that fit your mode. If you are a person who wants to talk and maybe you don't have the time to create a lot of content, like I said before, go on social audio, Clubhouse and Twitter spaces, depending on where you have it, how you have it, allow you to record these things. Then you can screen record the sound bites that make sense, re-export out as new content later, as blog content later. There is no excuse. Now, granted, yes, Gary Vee has an entire team and everyone loves to use that as an example. And I want to make it very clear, you know, when it comes to marketing, you know, they say quality over quantity. Yeah, 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 I get it. But they don't really tell you the type of quality. And I'm going to tell you right now, if it takes you all these hours to create this content, that doesn't mean it's high quality. Right. How If you have the cure for cancer, if you have an island that is like the bee's knees, but no one knows it exists, I don't care how beautiful the island is. I don't care how amazing the solution is. If no one knows it exists, how do you know if it's high quality or not? Right. The quality is in the way you can take that content and distribute it. And it should at least be able to do 10 channels. We'll try. How do I take a blog post and do 10 channels? Short posts, long posts, different mediums, audiograms, reading it, visuals, all those things. Well, Troy, I don't have that much time. I understand. Take it one step at a time. If you can just do three channels this month, great. Right. And guess what? This is where data comes in. It tells you, hey, I got a new mention. I got a new inquiry. Hey, we got a client from doing a real Holy cow. That doesn't mean you got to invest your realign your whole marketing program and out of budget allocations to it. I'm not saying that. Right. But I'm saying you all want it to be a state of, I like to say a slingshot, your core platform and the complimentary one, your wing man or wing woman, however you want to uh, address this uh, analogy here. And for me, I always use Twitter as my main, LinkedIn is my second. But I'm slinging people, slingshotting people from Twitter to LinkedIn. If there's people I'm trying to connect with on LinkedIn, you know, maybe everyone is blowing up their DMs and all that stuff. I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to see what they like. Yo, they're, they're, you know, they're a big sports fan. They're NCAA, you know, madness right now. Oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm like, oh, you're a Kansas fan. Mm, go do, no, not digress. But I'm going to talk to them <laughs> about it just to break the ice. Sure, and sure. after a few conversations, let's have it move the conversation more LinkedIn. Because in my mind, I got to make the, the marketing platform fit my home base. And if LinkedIn is the psychological thing for you to be in that mode, and you know your clients or potential clients are in that mode too, to close those deals, I need to move them where home base is for me. So you got to have to figure out what's my secondary platform that's going to drive people to my home base. And then from right. there, I can move. Then your home base may be an email. It may be a phone call. It may be a Zoom. But you got to have a capture tool to drive them there. And it doesn't mean you have to have your CRM in place, all this automation stuff. But it does tell you you got to have a plan. And that's kind of yeah. how a good way to approach it, especially if you're starting from scratch or little dollars or you have a small marketing team or you're your own you know, army of one. Right, right. Yeah. No, I think that's huge because again, I mean, I just think uh, the, the reason I brought up Gary Vee is because I think so many times people get overwhelmed with the the thought of doing all these things, right? And so I like that you broke it down into, okay, we'll start with one, start with two, start with three, right? Just just go small and start to build up to that. The biggest thing, in my opinion, is consistency, right? Like you have to be consistent because these platforms, these platforms all are going to uh, reward consistency and then obviously engagement, right? So like you want to make sure that you have engagement and, and things like that on these on these platforms because ultimately what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to spend more money on these platforms. So if you put out good content that people want to engage with, right? So that doesn't mean you're always posting business content either, right? I think so many times right. people get stuck in this idea that they have to always post business content. But like 
that's not what people want to see, right? Like, so you're going to get a little tiny bit of engagement. So if you only push business stuff, like you're, you're going to, you're going to get basically penalized by the platforms because they're like, Hey, you put out bad content. No one wants to engage with you. All right, cool. Because I mean, that's, yeah, they don't know what content you're putting out. They just realize that, you know, less people engage with business type posts. So I just think there's, you know, there's some things there just from, from, you know, obviously as, as marketers, we, we kind of see this and we're like, oh yeah, it's obvious, but you know, not, it's not always obvious to everybody. Right. And so we gotta, you know, sometimes it's that little bit of curse of knowledge, just like, you know, loan officers find themselves you know, talking about things like, like DTI and all these, you know, like acronyms are like, man, you're just going to confuse people. Right. So, so, so tell us a little bit about that, man. Like what, what is it that, what, what would you say is kind of like the, I mean, is there any, any platforms that you're seeing that are kind of like the big up and coming platforms, the ones that you should really get on or should at least, you know, take a look at? I really think right now, you know, the aesthetics of social audio is going to play a bigger role. I okay. think we're going to hit an A plus, which we probably already have, but we will that, you know, we're going to be zoomed out. I think, you know, micro content is going even my micro with, you know, YouTube shorts and TikTok right. and all things kind of changing the Reels, market, yeah. even though they're still expanding, you know, 10 minutes here, Instagram expanding, you got an hour now for the post and all those things. Right, People right. still need that hook. And so I think finding ways to just be consistent about, I don't know, whatever, back in the day, <laughs> this is way back when I first started um, my live streaming and podcasting, just me as a marketer, I would always go start with um, what's up world, digital world, and people just associate it that with me, like that's, I'm starting it. And so sometimes you need, you need that tagline. You need that thing that, you know, sets the tone, who you are, what you're trying to do. Hi, I'm John Doe. And I'm doing this to make an impact. This, my mission is this, my goal is this boom, five seconds. You go in here's, you know, three tips. Here's this thing. Here's this thing. Now people think, you know, Troy, that's lame, Troy, but it works because you set the tone of what to expect. And I think in not just as loan officers, but in any industry and we're engaging in marketing and sales, you got to learn how to disqualify effectively. Don't be afraid to be very niche to disqualify those who are going to waste your time in the pipeline. Like, yeah, don't be trying to get everybody in your pipeline just because, oh, look at the volume. If your closing rate is quite awful. And so I always like to say when it comes to the platform, that makes sense. I really think, you know, Twitter is making a, a new shift. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but besides what everyone was saying, um, if LinkedIn gets their social audio beta better, it's kind of wonky right now. That could be a game player. Um, I think email is going to make a comeback. I think newsletter is going to make a comeback. It seems to already be doing that. I'm seeing an right, uptick right, people using Substack. Um, and you do that with a combination with maybe a podcast or a video series of some type. Um, I do think newsletter is going to make a massive comeback more than probably what we've seen, you know, in the last, at least before the pandemic. Um, I do think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a little bit different, maybe more micro, where it may be just scheduled every a daily situation, you know, or a monthly situation. I'm not sure. Uh, but in, my answer, you know, I look at it like I explained the earlier component of the, the episode about the social universe. And so it's really understanding where it all connects with your, your budget and where okay. you or your team is at its strongest. And you don't want to be in a platform where you're the weakest or you're not passionate or you can't, to your point, Luke, be consistent in right. the content cur- curation. But I do think I keep pushing social audio or even IG stores and that because you're making content live on the fly. That is. Res- reduces your friction of right, being perfectionist, right. uh, reviewing Polish. it. Like, I don't know. Like, you got to be relatable. The loan officers are going to win in this market. They're humanized. 
They're not robots. They're not hiding yep. behind their business name. They're not hiding behind their LLC, their S Corp, whatever the case might be. They're like, hey, I'm a mom of three. Hey, I have two dogs. I'm a Duke fan. Yo, hey, my identity is this. I live here. People will choose you not just because of what you deliver, but if they can see themselves in you, if they can find, you know, connectors in you, they're going to choose you over somebody else from those things versus something else. So I'd rather be disruptive and distinguished than the same. And so to bring this on home, you know, I looked at this lawyer, a uh, lawyer uh, I knew, um, they were like, they're up and coming, you know, everyone had the market saturated with these, you know, they've been around for 30 years, they, ain't, they they got clients just waiting for them to join. And they're like, I can't break through, Troy. So they decided I'm I don't, I'm terrible at video content. I'm insecure about my face. They were, they were actually pretty good. But I'm insecure about my face. I'm, yeah, about yeah, my voice, I'm, like, I'm going, I know, right? We're going to make a video a story on Instagram that I made then download and repurpose on TikTok for the next 30 days. And I'm going to talk about lawyer stuff and it may be boring, but I'm going to talk about, it cause I'm passionate about it. So they were very creative. They're very energetic about these very, quite frankly, boring things about lawyer, but it made right. it interesting. And guess what? They were now known as the lawyer on TikTok for their niche and their market, and their audience, and just driving folk like crazy to their website to book a session with them. No, I was just saying, it's funny that you brought up TikTok because, you know, we had, uh, we had, someone on a, on a podcast, you know, probably a few months back, but uh, she, she did mortgage and she's, she's huge on TikTok and she's, you know, like just crushing it. And everybody's like, oh, well, TikTok, it's only kids. Da, 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 da. And she's like, she's gotten licensed like an extra 10 or 15 States because like she was getting organic leads coming in. And she's like, I can't service these people. I might as well get licensed. Like she's not running ads in all those States. Cause it you know, doesn't really necessarily make that much sense, but like she, she figured, Hey, I'm getting all this organic place. She's gotten, uh, you know, I think she's got, I don't know how many subscribers, but she's, she blew up on TikTok and she was pretty good on Facebook too, but she just got on the trend and she was consistent and she put out the content and she's funny. Like, you know, so, but, but it took time. And like, now like it's paid off, it's paid off with the dedication. Um, and, and it's just, it's just fun to, to see all of these, the truth about it all. Is I'm sure there's someone making money on Craigslist right now on that's doing mortgages. There's probably someone making money on TikTok and on every single one of these sites, right? Someone is making it work, right? Every single one of these platforms work. You know, people are still cold calling, people are still door knocking, people start doing those things and they still work, right? You just got to find what works for you. And I think that's probably the biggest message that I'm getting out of this this whole thing is like, yes, all of these things work, but you know you have to be consistent. You have to do the work. You have to, you have to make sure you're, you're on these platforms, but also, you know, you do want to catch on to these trends because like TikTok, you know, I don't think it quite, I mean, maybe they still have some pretty good reach, uh, but I know it's probably not as good as it was a year ago, even right. Because again, right. these right. platforms get saturated. So it does pay to be first. Uh, but then again, then there was like clubhouse where, you know, it blew up for a second and it kind of fizzled out. I'm not saying that it's not, not going to make a comeback or anything like that, but like, you know, you also got to be careful with investing too much time in a platform, you know, and, and completely moving everything off, which I think you, you mentioned too, right? Like don't completely, you know, get rid of your whole marketing play, but test these other platforms, you know, figure that out. Yes. Does it work for you? Um, you know, and again, if you're not the video person, then use the Twitters and the the LinkedIn's and the, and the Facebooks where you can write longer posts. But if you're good with video, use the, use the YouTubes and the, and the Instagram reels and the, and the, and the things like or the, the reels and the, and the TikToks and things like that, right? It just depends on what you want to do and what you're most comfortable with. So I love that, man. That's a, that's a great, uh, sort of a great way to, I don't know talk about it or to look at it yeah i I always like to tell people uh i know this is gonna sound sacrilegious coming from a marketer um but i don't learn in a certain way where i read a crap ton of books i'll do audio i do podcasts all those things but what i tell people all the time is like a book that i wrote i wrote it because of my podcast 
I found I love to talk. I can get it out my thoughts more, probably the best way possible. Right. Right. Luke? Uh, just yep. articulating in that Me way. Too. I'm more passionate. I feel like everything flows. That's my state, my zone of genius. And from those trans, those audiograms, uh, audio, I took the transcriptions. I put it on paper. I had someone make it, frame it, make sense. And then I was able to edit it. So there's ways to make, even if like, you know, you have to be a certain way, you have to go through a certain medium. That doesn't mean you have to create it the way that they're creating it. There's ways mm-hmm. to do what you need to do and still repurpose it to fit the mode of what the, the top people say or whatever, if that is necessary to break through those gates to get to right. the place where you need to be. You know, I was, there's no excuse in this game. If you want to be the best, just make it fit for you. But also be mindful, be understanding that your preference may not be the preference of your ideal audience. I know that yep, might hurt some people. Sorry, they may not re- be reading newspapers anymore. Sorry, they may not even know what a yellow book is anymore. But that don't mean right. they don't got money. I ha- we got five generations of folk working right now. And if you're targeting a certain group and it's oversaturated and you ain't making no bad way, go to the next generation. They got money, too. They got bags, too. As I said, check, green is green. Right, right. <laughs> people need what you all offer all the time. So sometimes right. it's just a reset and a realignment of, where can I find my next hit and make something behind that? But also be mindful that, you know, we talk about social media platforms all the time and different things, but be aware that nothing is going to be your own land. Social media is at rented land. And at any point in time, we already know when Facebook is down, guess what? doesn't matter if you're blue check. doesn't matter how big your Facebook group is, you know, all these different things, poof, gone. I can't log in no more. Right, and if you right. don't have it all linked to an email, guess what? You lost all this audience, all this headway. doesn't matter. So make sure that you build enough on the back end that if something happens, I still have their email. I still have their phone number. I can connect with them. I can text them. All these different things are going to matter as we kind of transition to this next level of social media, which is like a weird meta combination of community and like old school tech with like new school methodologies and mindsets. I love, I love that too. Cause I do think that's one of the biggest keys there is, is and why email is never going to go away. It's because like email and like you own that, right? Like, whereas like you don't own these platforms. And so at any point in time, they can one ban you two they can shut down. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not assuming Facebook's going to completely shut down, but like I've had my account shut down, not my personal so much, but I've had my, my ad accounts shut down many, many times. We've had all of our client accounts shut down many, many times. And, you know, and, they'll, and then they'll be like, okay, well, sorry, it was down. It was a mistake. It was like, Right. So you just shut down my business for seven days. Like you freaking kidding me? Like, and you have no excuse for, for why it got shut down. Like there's not, most of the time, there's not even any reason. It's just some sort of algorithm hiccup. And, and, you know, obviously you can, you can make mistakes too and, and get shut down for things like that. But most of the time when, when those things happen, it's, it's for no fault of your own. It's just an, an algorithm update and they just, you know, triggered something that yeah, anyway. So it's a, it's a scary proposition. And it's the reason why we're looking into other platforms because our primary, you know, ad platform is Facebook and Instagram, but it's like, man, like, It'll be great. And then all of a sudden it'll be gone. And so it's like, hey, you know, YouTube and, and TikTok and all these other platforms are like looking very, very promising because like, hey, like at the end of the day, like you want to you don't want to be a one trick pony. Um, and I, I think that's kind of the big thing there is having multiple areas that, that you do. Right. So you want to have your referrals, which I think, you know, so many loan officers are, are very dependent on referrals. But OK, well, what happens when, you know, your re- realtor partners start to retire? Right. Like, you know, what what happens when, you know, the next young guy that that's going to give them them lead comes along and says, Hey, I'm going to bring you leads. I'm going to bring you pre-approvals. What are you going to do for that? Like, so, so how do you build a business that's not dependent on one 
thing, not just referrals. Cause again, referrals are great. We want referrals. We all want referrals, but referrals plus what referrals plus social media referrals plus email referrals. Like what, what else are you doing? What other pillars do you have? Do you have financial planners? Do you work with uh, real estate partners? Like who else can bring you business? What other platforms can bring you business? So I think that's the big, you know, the big takeaway is like, man, you need to have control and you need to have multiple sources. And for people listening right now, that could be a lot. You could be like, Luke, I don't know what the heck to do right now. You yeah. just blew my mind. That's I'm heavy. I'm in a weird spot where I'm like, if I feel defeated, I don't know what to do. And it's just, we're just telling you the reality of what is. That doesn't right. mean that defines your level of success or your ability to grow. But I will say, you know, you do have to look at it with your own eyes, but then sometimes with through your audience eyes. I think sometimes we don't do enough. How would my audience look at my website? How do I come across? How do I sound? you know, to my audience, I'll, I always have to say this. Many of you are on whatever platform you're on and you're making a ton of noise, but not saying anything your audience wants to hear. You are literally speaking a different language. And that language could be life-changing, could be empowering, could be all the right things, but it's literally in the wrong language. You are speaking French to an audience that doesn't speak French. You're right. doing all these things and it doesn't translate. And so you really got to look at your brand, your messaging, your tone. How am I coming across? When was the last time you just took your LinkedIn account and just said, hey, let me know what you think. Does my headline make sense? Does it, right. Google, do, what's the last time you Googled yourself? What comes up? People are, your audience is too smart. Just because you think you have a website, that doesn't mean they're going to look at that first. They're going to vet you. When Luke asked me to be on, I'm like, okay, what's Luke? What's going on? I'm Googling. I'm like, what's going on? I need to have some validation points. Right. And so social sometimes isn't just, you know, constant, constant barragement, barragement of, you know, pushing out good content. It's validator piece to say this is a real person. They cool. I'm like, OK, this person on TikTok, maybe they're not posting a lot of content on there, but they took the effort. That means they're open minded. That means they're not narrow minded to if you don't come through a certain way of my old contact form on my website you know, like 10 years ago. Um, I don't want to talk with you. I don't want someone right. that out of style, that out of touch. And so this right. might help you all. And I've been preparing this for a moment. One way to grow your business, you know, through digital marketing is applying leads. And it's the first thing is about leveraging language to launch. I already talked about that. Make sure you're speaking the language that matters to your audience. You're going to find it's going to make it a lot easier. And the way we find that is through actually listening. Right. I hope that in 2022, you're not just scheduling content and forgetting it like it's a QVC commercial, you know, broadcast, 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 broadcast. Your content should be 80% at minimum engagement and 20% being very clear what you want me to do as an action. Right, right. <laughs> really, it, it shouldn't be that way. Because let me ask you this. When y'all look at other people that you engage with, would you engage with your own content? Be real with yourself. Would you engage with your own content? And this leads to my next thing. You want to educate about what you do, the benefits of watchers and you or someone else, but you got to entertain. You got to that swagger to enchant in their heart. It's not enough to educate them and give me all this information overload if you're not entertaining me to keep my interest, to keep me seeing you differently, to win over your heart, that enchantment. And so leverage language launch and educating and enchant are like two critical things that will work for you no matter the platform or the medium, but you got to do it that way. And yeah, it's awkward. It's weird. Try to learn your lingo. Not necessarily. It's just fitting what you know to the mode of who your ideal audience is so they can trust you. Trust right. is the currency that's going to last you forever. When they trust you, when your brand is reputable, yeah, referrals are great because they, they, that person 
instills trust on you to get the right. close to deal Borrowed faster. Trust. But when, right. But when you can establish that trust where it's consistent, no matter where they go across your platforms, it's benefit. And the next thing you want to do is attract and amplify to activate. I want to attract the audience that wants to be like, who is your ideal client? What are they like? What's their audience? What's their name? I mean, let's get deep with it. Let's get weird. Like how much do they have? How much do they want? Where is that? Where they live? Like make it make sense and attract those individuals and amplify your message to reach those individuals to activate them. And I like to say this, this is a gem. Uh, I like to say the state of relationship that is a bay. Buyers, advocates, are leverage. Sometimes me and times us and the entrepreneurs, we're so focused on the buy. I need a buyer. If they're not a buyer, I'm out. That person right, may not right. be a buyer today, but they could be something else. They could be an amplifier that, hey, you know what? I don't need this right now, but I know 10 people right now who want to buy tomorrow. Boom. That person just became an amplifier to help you get new business. But maybe they don't want to be an amplifier. They could be an elevator where they follow you on your engagement and your content. They share your stuff. You need all of those things to win the yep. game. Right. So let's stop being so obsessed by in the first five minutes of a sales call. They're clearly not a buyer. Yeah, I'm about to switch gears. Swear. <laughs> I'm about to talk to you as an advocate. OK, you don't want to be an advocate right now. That's cool. Hey, follow my stuff. Like my stuff. Share my stuff. I don't know who's in their audience. I don't know who's in the network. So never, you know, block somebody out or disqualify them to not be a potential someone to drive you new leads just because they're not an initial buyer in the first five minutes. Maybe, right, maybe because right. they don't get it. Your language right. isn't there. And the last two things, real quick, dream big and distinguish yourself to drive and share frequent support often shine. That might seem really silly and crazy, but I want to work with people. I want to support people. I want to give money to people who are big dreamers. Tell me not only how I can benefit, but I want to give more to see where you're going, where your mission. That's where your being human comes in your content, where, okay, Susan, what are you doing? You're a loan officer. I'm trying to build this up where I can you know, provide for my family and go here, go there. Okay, I want to support that. I'll choose you, Susan. I'll choose you. Let's go. And if there is a Susan listening, I, I really would love to know that. Put in comment for him. <laughs> With that, and it's just right. understanding like how that works. But then, like I said before, there's enough room for all of us in the sky to fly. So share frequently and often. Support other people. If you're just buying island by yourself and all you're doing is post and post and post and making about you, ain't nobody going to support you. Ain't nobody going to help you win. Leads is how you're going to really amplify for your business to grow and scale. It's, it's funny that you said that because I, I don't remember who said this, but someone, someone said this and I, it stuck with me ever since, but are you, are you, are you a drive-by poster? Right. And I think that's so many times people get stuck doing that. They just drive by, they post and they, they dip out. Right. Yeah. And so like, they're like, okay, well now you're not not Well, and the other things you talked about too, is like, you want those people that are going to be sharing your content because the truth is like one, one, just from a, from a trust perspective, things like that. Great. But from, from a, just an algorithm perspective, like the, the platforms are going to reward engagement, right. Which is why we even talked about 80% of the content is, is going to be engagement type content. And it's, it's, it's one, it's for two things, right. Again, one, because you want to leverage what the algorithm wants. It want, you want to, re, you want to get rewarded by the algorithm because your content is good. But the other side, side of things is people want to do business with people that are similar to them. And so if you put out content, like they're going to learn who you are as a person, right? So if you only put out business content, no one wants to work with someone that's just business all the time. Yeah, every, you know, maybe some people do, but like for the most part, like you're not going to get engagement. So the, the platform is not going to give you reach. All those things are going to, it's all going to play against you. Plus people are like, this isn't a person that's just a business like machine. I don't care, right? I totally awesome, man. What, what do you, what would you say is one, one thing that a loan officer could go out today and go get business? Like, what would you say is like the, the biggest thing they could go out to do today? I said the one thing you can do today is make YouTube short. So basically what you got to do, if you don't have YouTube download on your phone, download YouTube.
Um, you can upload a pre-recorded video that's very polished or just be raw and real about it. And tell me what makes you different as a loan officer and why they should choose you. And make it fun. Like, don't be boring with it. Like, show me that passion. Show me that passion yeah. of why you do what you do with like just high level of intensity and just see what happens. Just start Love doing it. that. One, I see a lot of loan officers on there for a story. Is this- and two, it'll help with your SEO. Oh, awesome. Is, there, is this the type of content that, that could also be uh, potentially repurposed for something like Reels? I, I don't know much about YouTube Shorts. So is that, yes, is that similar that to like correct. Reels and TikToks yes. and things like that? Once so theoretically, you will be able to download in your YouTube manager. Yes. And repurpose cool. it somewhere so, else too. So I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, you almost have three platforms in one, right? Or any, anything yeah, that has like a real type of real, real type of uh, the content that's like a TikTok or real, like those type of content. So, so that's awesome, man. Uh, if someone wants to go and just to kind of wrap things up, cause I know we're getting to the top of the hour of the, or the, you know, our, our cutoff time, but if someone wanted to find you, where is the best place they can find you uh, to connect with you? They can find me at Find Troy. Yeah. That was a marketing thing. FindTroy.com. I'm everywhere at Find Troy on all social media platforms. <laughs> well, and that makes it real easy for people to find you then, right? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right man. One-on-one. I uh, love it. Love it. And so, uh, you know, for everybody who's listening, I, I took my big takeaway from this is just finding platforms that work for you and leveraging that. Because I think so many times, again, people get so caught up in, oh, I got to do video or, oh, I got to do this or, oh, I got to write or I got a blog or I got to do these certain things. And the truth is, like I just, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, every platform works. There's, I, I'm sure there's someone out there leveraging all those things. I know we, we, we talked even about yellow pages and, and newspapers. There's someone out there that's making that work. Right. Uh, at somewhere, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming, I, I'm assuming someone's making it work, but uh, you know, finding the platform, being consistent and then going deep with those and just kind of learning how that works. I don't know. That to me was like the big takeaway from this. Uh, and, and for everybody who's listening, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the loans on demand podcast on loans on demand podcast.com. The loans on demand.